0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Ideas That Connect show. Here we discuss strategies and tactics on how to build great paid ad campaigns, automated customer journeys, and the art of getting insights from all this data. I'm your host, Gary Bolt. It's always good to be back talking about digital projects and automations and how it can, how we see digital as leverage to move us forward. We are sponsored by the digital marketing agency Famous Digital Media. Check them out at FamousMedia.co.za. They offer turnkey online marketing and brand management services centered on the principles of inbound marketing with a big focus on paid media. We are also sponsored by Volt Media. We are brand positioning and paid media consultants helping you to get set up before you push any buttons. These episodes are published on a monthly basis and aim to bring you tactics that you can implement into your marketing and business. So we're here to help. Welcome to episode number 155 and the topic today is Generation Y1 and Y2. It's actually the second in a series of marketing to millennials. We spoke about it uh, two podcasts ago. And, you know, what does it mean? And that's what we're going to be talking t- today about it, because why should you bother about different generations? Surely a user or a product or a service is a user and they have similar interests and thinking. However, we need to understand where what their thinking is and w- what's all about getting closer to the customer and where you're positioning your brand and what's important to them, where are they, what are they looking for? And how are we going to connect with them? Because they are the new users. They are the new generation who will be spending and directing budgets. So we can very easy get lost in the path of traditional. Like if you look at brands like Harley Davidson, where the youth aren't really buying Harley Davidsons. It's that type of thinking. Now, we have to be careful that, you know, we've been in business some companies have been in business many years say 50 year old business how do they change their language their themes their what's important to them to align with previous generations otherwise they will just become stagnant and they will lose the plot and not be fresh in the market so quite i think it's important to just it's part of that you know where do you start when you start marketing we talk about you know in, in In our media business we look at where do you how do you start if you have a new product new brand new subdivision in your business and it really starts with well who is your customer and where are they positioned so this is important for right at the top of funnel right when you start your strategy who are you actually going to be directing this the message to and where and then obviously where are they and what's important to them so and we're just going to go through some, it sounds a bit technical, some, you know, who is the, who are these generations? What do they mean? But it's a follow on from the last one on marketing to millennials and the different generations. So I think it is important. We have to get a good understanding of, of what the motivations are. And we t- will take it from there. So just a few points today. Just the one thing before we start with the millennials and the gen- different generations is I was asked the other day and everybody's a media company and we are we are also a media company and they said what does media mean and i actually looked for the description and i'm just gonna just for some random fact media are the communications outlets or tools used to store and deliver information or data the term refers to components of mass media communications or the industry such as print publishing, news, media, photography, cinema, broadcasting and digital or advertising. The next, you know, and we also been referring to the three types of media and people said, came and asked me what, what type, give me the three types of media and just to reiterate again, the three types of media are commonly known as news media, social media and web media. But you could also see them referred to and we referred them as earned media shared media and owned media. And some other forms of modern media are print, uh, television, movies, digital, video games, there's a few others. So that was just something, an uh, interesting fact that we were asked and we like to be relevant in the show to um, to answer some questions that we've been discussing with our networks. We're part of a board team, board meeting team. We've got some really good networks and some smart people and leaders that we uh, rub shoulders with and that we learn from, and always good to see what's current and what's going on in the world, in South Africa, and where are the opportunities? I think, you know, everybody's been a bit, you know, being punched in the face with COVID and we have to sort of realign ourselves with the market, with what's needed, and a lot of things, we've seen a shift in some of the brands we manage, some of the brands we own, and we've just got to stay relevant and the, I think one of the most difficult things is is it's all great to have a good product or service but the actual connection with the right people has become difficult and how to add value no one wants to buy anything or be sold so how do you connect add value get a certain level of trust without having real world meetings and that means we have to consistently look at our slogans our, our messages our headers the headers and the tags like what are we saying and what what will people click through you know we also we always talk about click-through rates what will people click through so i think it's important to go through these things just to get an understanding of changing markets changing generations and just see how do we connect with them because if we don't connect with them they're not going to read our content they're not going to click through and they're not going to buy anything so that's the motivation for this podcast today so just let's it's not going to be long i'm just going to read some of the the blog you can find it on Famous Media's blog. It's always a well-researched, well-written, and prepared blog just to educate us on on the type of topic that they they speak about. Per, on the in the month. So making the most out of marketing to millennials and and the header the main header was Generation Y1 and Y2. So I'm going to go through some of the facts. It's going to be a bit of a factual discussion today. So as the largest cohort with the most spending power, millennials millennials are the apples of the marketers eyes. They don't assume they're all alike. Generation Y comprises of two distinct subgroups, Y1 and Y2. Failing to understand the nuances of each category could undermine your marketing efforts you could miss the message to help you make the most out of marketing to Millennials. Here's a look at the makeup of the largest and most complex generational cohort. In our last blog, the introduction to marketing to Millennials, there's a link there, we discussed our Generation Y holds most of the buying power of all the other generations, which makes them the primary target of most brands. This is one of the most interesting generations yet says management consultant roland Berger. they are known as the freest spending hardest to catch and most powerful trendsetter generation in history generation y is the largest cohort to date and the group is subdivided into two they go by many names millennial generation y gen y the content generation eco boomers When it comes to subcategories, you'll most often hear the terms older and younger millennials or Generation Y 1 or 2. Okay, so that clears it up a little bit for all of us. What are the birth years of Generation Y? You'll find varying opinions on this question. Some research firms say millennials are born 1982 to 2000. Others say 1980 to 1995 and she says, ish in South Africa, we agree that the latter as Generation Y ended nearer the born freeze, where the born freeze began. That's 1995. Common millennial traits. Before we look at the difference between Generation Y one and two, here's what they have in common. Born, gener- born 1980, didn't say 1996. Adulthood, parenthood, financial prime. Create engaging, informative, shareable content. They like to be authentic. Care about the environment. Don't use smoke and mirrors or make it difficult for them to buy from you. They'll see through it. And social media, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Pinterest and Twitter. They are all over them. Two types of millennials. Obviously, there's a difference between the older and younger millennials. So, with such a large age range, some are seeing their children go to high school while others have, have barely started working. Two events, namely the economic crash of 2008, which I remember very well, the property crash, and the introduction of smartphones, have caused millennials to behave very differently, depending on their stage of life at the time of the event. Generation one, Y1, or the older millennial segment, the most important thing about the older millennials is that a significant portion doesn't identify as millennials, feeling they should fall into Generation X. Okay. The 2008 economic crash. While one were graduating or just entered the workforce when the crash happened, they watched life change before their eyes, as we all remember. Suddenly, the value was just not there. Customers were just not there. Top-line revenue was just cut way down. No one was investing. And it's also a shock effect like we've just seen with this pandemic. They are frugal because they are aware that anything can be lost in an instant. They probably saw their parents or they saw property values crash, a lot of financial suffering, stock markets crash, so they to they sort of, don't want to be bumped like that again. Older millennials are now nearing their 40s, established in their careers and are most likely homeowners with young children. It would be best if you related to the stage of life when talking to them. They care about maintaining security and their children's futures. Work-life balance is important, as is securing quality of life in retirement. So they're very much Security wise, they're concerned about lots of different things and they want to be safe. I think smartphones also made a huge impact on the whole world. This group only acquired a mobile phone late in high school. Smartphones came to the market when many were in their early 20s. For this reason, they use text as their primary form of communication. But unlike Y2s, they aren't entirely opposed to a conventional chat on the phone, which has become a bit of a no-no. They have a Google-first mindset and are heavy content consumers. Well, they grew up with smartphones at that time, so they got used to that, I suppose. There's a fair split between those who are readers, blogs, listeners, podcasts, and watchers, YouTube. They are big on sharing, captivating artwork, and thought-provoking articles that have high pass-on rate. That is why we have to give them a lot of value. Otherwise, they're out. Generation Y or the younger millennial segment. The first rule about marketing to younger millennials, don't call them entitled. This group is sorely misunderstood. They talk about, again, about 2008 and the economic crash. So why twos entered the workforce in a post-crash world? The first crash that is, like Y1s, they don't part with their money easily, but not for the same reason. They are the first generation in history to be less well-off than their parents. The cost of living is high and their survival in- in- instincts were amplified. They don't expect to be paid more than they deserve. They crave being able to get out from under their parents' roofs and still afford to eat decently. Value for money is a draw card. Then smartphones, we're talking Y2s now. Eh? Y2s received a smartphone as their second mobile device while still at school. The implication is that they received their first smart device much younger than Y1s. As such, they communicate differently to their senior millennials. They only know a world with instant messaging, making them so-called averse. They have anxiety over answering the phone. It's weird, I've actually seen that. This is where self-help menus, chatbots, online shopping, take to the fore. They will likely consult their phone before consulting anyone in person, be it in store or via a call center. That's why our platforms have to start really catering to this type of individual or this generation. The heart matters most. From an empirical perspective, we know that the best way to reach Generation Y is on social platforms such as Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter and Pinterest. We also know that they prefer value-driven, shareable content. Okay, The art of conversation, however, doesn't lie in any specific formula. The magic of marketing to the millennials happens when you speak to the heart. They need to feel heard and understood. Your content shouldn't, should be relatable and authentic. Beware they see through insincerity. No nonsense millennials. Seek to make the heart connection with millennials. And you'll enjoy unprecedented loyalty. And I think that is where, with all this, you know, authenticity and with all the this we need to have a good story. We need to have a good base. They want to know who we are, they want to know what we think about and what's important to us. So we we really have to put effort into the story, into connecting, not just selling. They will not just buy. So it all bodes well into the whole digital inbound marketing journey of just how we could add value to their lives because now we have a bit of a better understanding of how we can start tweaking our message, how we can look at the right images and it's not just a quick one ad and you'll get a whole lot of sales. That does not happen. So I think in the big picture, it almost makes it a longer process. That's why we use automation and nurture campaigns. We have to educate and connect first. We always talk about the nurture campaigns. You're looking at say five emails over 24 days, adding a lot of value with the right links, videos, rich content. So we can see now why it's not just like possibly 10 years plus ago. We really did Put a message out there, attract, sell, move on, nurture, carry on like that. Now it's more connect, connect and sell later because otherwise there will be no sales and that's why so many people just say, oh, social media doesn't work because I think they're doing it wrong. When we start understanding who we're talking to and who's the up and coming generations, the old days, it's not that marketing style of possibly aggressive sales is just not going to work. They're going to see through it and they're going to run and it's so easy to block, turn off. And just uh, never be seen again. So once it always comes back to our click-throughs. If the click-throughs are bad, our message, there's a problem with the message. And that's why it's probably one of the top quality score rankings that we can look at. Well, that was interesting. I think it's always good to learn about how things are changing and what we can do about it as marketers, as content generators. And as you know, our focus is paid media. But we need to get it in the right place or we're going to waste budget. So that's cool. That's nice chatting about that today. I hope it uh, added value to everybody out there that does some uh, creation of message and content. And as we wrap up for today, uh, what is the acronym? The acronym is SAL and that's a sales accepted lead, which is gold for any marketer to hear that the salespeople have actually closed some quality leads into an SAL. So for more episodes, you can find us on Stitcher Radio, iTunes or Spotify. You can search for marketing ideas that connect. And if you've enjoyed this episode, give us a rating, give us a give us a like. It helps with the rating and to share content. You can follow famous digital media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter and on YouTube. Read more about this topic on their blog. Just go to famous media. .co.za forward slash fdm dash blog or just look for their blog easy to find and a lot of value that's generated there all links referenced in the episode as well as famous media social pages can be found on the show notes our focus here at marketing ideas has always been paid media and how to position your brand and we've done some consulting lately and i really enjoy that is help is looking at a new brand or new division or just new ideas and, and how to get it before you press the button. How do you position it? How do you differentiate it? The value, the audience, it's, we got some, we've actually got a nice infographic. If you'd like the checklist infographic, just uh, email me and I'll send it to you for free. You can email me at support at marketingideas.co.za. Just ask for the infographic about brand positioning. And it's really helped a lot of companies. Here in Johannesburg, South Africa, where winter is starting to bite a little bit. So until next time, stay hungry, think big and honor God and chat soon.